pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to the Chance and Cows podcast, season three. Oh, it's here. Ooh, finally. Uh, we know you've been on the edge of your seats, uh, specifically of the board game cafes that we've been running for the last seven years. From hen dues to family dues, from first dates to breakups, we recommend the perfect game for any situation, but we've been looking for fresh challenges. Every episode, we invite a new guest on to put our board game knowledge to the test. The guest comes armed with an abstract and absurd scenario. It's up to us to figure out what our situation is and recommend a game that totally puts the wind in their sails. Whoever's recommendation our guest loves the most will score a point, and whoever at the end of the series has the most board uh, points will be crowned the titan of board games oh we are allowed to give out doing that that again title as well (laughs) we've we've checked it with the lawyers and they said yep that is a title we can bestow upon people so so bear with bear in mind thank you so much uh it has been a little bit of a break between uh season two and season three there's several things have happened cafes have opened fatherhood uh, a whole whole host of things so we appreciate you taking the time and coming back to the podcast um mm-hmm. so here we are um on tour as on it tour yeah. so we're gonna be in a slightly different format if you consume it via video um most of the videos of this season will be be us in in rooms talking to mics as opposed to be around the table in this situation mm-hmm. it just means that we can reach people that are slightly further afield uh, essentially mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Richard Scottrick. I've been doing uh, Charles and Cowers for about seven years now. I'm one of the, one of the founders there. Um, and I am a dirty save scuffer. Um, if you don't know what that is, it basically means that I keep playing a game, <laughs> specifically really video games, uh, and if I don't like the outcome, then I'll probably just like go back about two minutes. <laughs> I'm joined this? by... <laughs> What? That's nothing this wrong with that. This is just blown you my play... mind. Would you do that in a tabletop game? Would you be like, oh, sorry, guys, I, I didn't actually roll the right number. Can I just go again? <laughs> I was watching, a, like, a, literally a video just yesterday, and they were just like, it's a co-op game. And if you, do, if you don't like what's going on, then just cheat. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. name and shame. Name and shame. Oh, There's no was... wrong way to play a game if everyone playing the game is having fun. No. But... Yeah, but there is I would actually not be having way. fun in that game, in that situation. <laughs> At what point do you just decide to ignore the rule book? Is are you even playing the game at that point? So oh, specifically, wow. what I'll do is I, if I, I I don't like the outcome because it wasn't obvious what I was getting into. Like I'm like, oh, I'll just press mm-hmm. this option, and then I'm like, 
why am I now on Galactica 47? This doesn't make sense, and I'm now married with three children, and I, this is just too much responsibility <laughs> to me. Then I'll just rewind it two minutes, apparently, and that's that's how it works, right? Two minutes is a, that's a lot to happen <laughs> It really two is. Uh, some of these decisions, you know, there's, there's a lot running on. Anyway, um, I am joined by Ben. Hello, I'm Ben. I'm with the Yogscast. I make videos. I'm a massive nerd. I love board games. And I am Iron Man all the way. And even if I accidentally click a button and insult my love interest in a video game, I'm just going to ride or die that till the end of my days. Iron Man That's- is way, way too much pressure for me. I have never even hovered over that button. I would be like, no. Wow. Wow, Ben. Which game Respect. is it that you can insult the person you're in a relationship with? This, oh, this all sorts of games. You know, like The games. Witcher or Mass Effect, where mm. um, you can choose different options and if you Team say yeah. the right things, you know. Or... Yeah, but does that not usually require some sort of role? Like, do you know what I mean? Like some some a, some skill test, or is it just an option that you can insult? Because it seems very strange. Yeah, you know, usually you, you just can like... say three or four different things, and you know, one of them just says no, and you click the no button, and then the guy just like horribly insults them, and you didn't quite realize <laughs> that that was what they were going to say. Yes, this, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally that, like, like Mass Effect, where you were just literally like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll just pick that. Like, it seems reasonable, and then you're like, I did not realize I had that personality. What has gone on here? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, we're joined by Russ as well this week. Hello, I'm Russell. I work for Chance Encounters, and uh, I'm the head of uh, answering the question, oh, is this, like, what's what's the best game? What's the best game you've got? Because um, I, I like to vary it up every time um, I, I, I answer it. Um, but my favorite thing is just, just like saying, yeah, like, like it depends on the number of players and boring people with with the actual real answer sometimes. Mm. Um, but it's just one of those questions that we get asked a lot. And uh, <laughs> I'd love it if you just went this one, this one here. Yeah, uh, or, or just made it really obvious, like um, uh, that one. Like, yeah, just like just completely like, why, why is he messing with us? I, I like I didn't deserve this. I came in this cafe to have a good time. Not be insulted. We um, we do not no, do I, I that. Do just, like, to, just to be no, clear, no, we don't. We don't. No, we, <laughs> we don't insult don't. people actually, to come in. Actually, one of my favorite, my one of my favorite parts about this job is is getting to interact with the customers and like we get. I, I tell you this, like I've worked in many um, hospitality um, places and the customers in board game cafes tend to be better than most other places, and that's a fact. Yeah. So please keep coming to Chanting Howers. We love them. <laughs> This yeah. is this is uh, <laughs> Russ's e card, like a Valentine's card to all of the people listening, and, and come to the cafe as well. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 congrats on uh, you know with the opening the fourth. Yes, uh, chance encounters mm. as well. Uh, big, big, big. Yeah, yes. uh, we've we've iterated mm. over it. We think it's one of our best cafes yet. If you live or visiting the Bristol UK area consider checking out it's pretty pretty dope mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool mm-hmm. um but enough about me and our um, and chance encounters that's not what we're here for the podcast <laughs> what we're here is for jamie stegmeyer so let's get that guy in Ooh. thank you so much for coming on jamie stegmeyer of stonemeyer games it's much appreciated i'm i'm happy to be here today yeah good to see you all yeah wow i i say it's a pleasure to meet you uh, my wife and i have played We've so many games of um, Wingspan that we filled up the little scorebook that the game comes with. Oh, really? We need to get another one. So uh, thank you for that. <laughs> it's been a lot. Like double sided, like, you know, because it's got room for 
Well, more than uh, two players on there. Yeah, yeah, double side. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, but that's, that's a lot of games. So, big fan. I don't think I've played any game that many times. Yeah. I think Wingspan for me is my second most played game in our, in our household, for sure. It's absolutely the easiest one to get people involved in. And one of my first entries into the board gaming industry was was Viticulture, so I've pretty much played most games that Stonemaier have come out, and pretty much whenever you come out with something, it's like, well, it's it's pretty good quality, so you've been, thank you so much for coming on, we're all very excited to have you here. Um, yeah, I think I'm honored to hear that, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've come come armed with a scenario that you would like for us to, to recommend you games for, um, would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the scenario I thought of is if you Three had the opportunity to solve all the world's problems um, by having a grand tournament of gaming with one specific game. Um, and I think you've chosen an existing game. So in this case, a game that already exists, you choose a game and uh, there's a grand t- tournament of this one game. Multiple players can participate. So it's not necessarily head to head. It could be, but doesn't have to be. And I said that language independence is or language, language dependence is OK. So we'll assume that everyone has a way to, to see all the text on the games that you choose, if there is text in their language. Um, and so the idea of this is kind of like Hunger Games, but without the death, it's a more peaceful way to entertain the masses and keep people happy and uh, and solve all the world's problems with one grand tournament. I'm very curious to hear your answers. Yeah. Okay. So you, you mentioned Hunger Games and then <laughs> yeah. one grand tournament. Um, mm-hmm. For people who've read or watched <laughs> Hunger Games, there's several Hunger Games. There are an annual event. Is right. this something that is for a spectator once a year, or is this a, mm. we literally solve everybody's problems, present and future, with this one tournament? Throw down Bill and Ted style. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. I uh, I lean towards picking it as an annual event. So it's somewhat, it mm. does provide entertainment and maybe part of the entertainment factor, like with the Hunger Games, is part of the solution. People, you know, uh, mm. focus on this entertaining thing instead of fighting wars and all the all the terrible things that countries do to each other, that we do to each other all the time. So th- this, this game somehow is uh, taken seriously. So like the winner of it is taken seriously. It does matter. But also mm-hmm. the process, the entertaining factor... Mm. The uh, the spectacle of it also matters, or could matter. Wow, okay. I've never considered like board gaming as a spectator sport. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of have because we've made videos on some games. So, like, obviously, some True. some games make better videos than others because they're more visually mm. easy to read at a glance, yeah. whereas opposed to like a more complicated game that you have to explain to someone what the board state is. Right. But as a as a mass appeal esports mm. kind of like vibe, <laughs> stadiums of people cheering on as the whole world holds its breath for the grand final of <laughs> XXX. This this is very clearly very far in the future, right? If that is the case, we're not there yet. We we could get no, there, yeah. but we're not there yet. Um, I kind of just like this is such a fascinating scenario. Like I kind of want to delve mm. into how the world got this way, but I know mm. like we're limited on time, so I don't want to like <laughs> drill down. And that's not really going to help is me a understand hole. the game. I'm excited to go down. Um, so, um, so like what? What's like you said? There's a representative from each country. Mm-hmm. Does that imply that you know people's um, backgrounds and culture and stuff? They form. They should. F- they should be sort of like apparent how how that will help them in the game, or it's not not really relevant. That's an interesting question, yeah. Because in the Hunger Games, 
it, it matters a little bit, I guess. You know, there's like the the, the mm. area of the Hunger Games mm. where some people are good at fishing, and so you have a little fishing advantage mm. there. I don't I don't know if that would apply as much here, although people do pro- solve problems in different ways across the world, so mm. that might have an impact on it. Um, problem solving, maybe. yeah. Mm. Games with problem solving. I don't think there's that many of those. Well, I mean, oh, from an editor, a problem solving. I mean, okay, right, I I see what you mean. Yeah, that, I, <laughs> I think of, yeah. <laughs> from like uh, from from education perspective, you've got how the West typically teaches, which is like trying mm. to methods, and then you've got several different methods. See which one sticks, and then there's some others where it's like you have to just literally memorize the mm. the times tables, and it's not necessarily the method; it's just an instant recall mm. because you've done it repetitively. So I guess mm. those kinds of things could fall into it whether or not this has a direct relation to it i don't know there's also how each country might choose the person like in the hunger games it's mm. they i think they choose it just the same way they, they randomly draw two people but it could be a, a country could have a mini tournament to decide the person or the people person um mm. so that that could be part of it too sorry ben were you gonna say something there um I, i've forgotten already but now suddenly <laughs> I've got Eurovision Song Contest in my brain and I'm imagining the, the, the Eurovision board game contest right. where every country is like selecting its own through its own methods. Uh, and some countries mean, are better at selecting than others, for sure. The UK always gets zero points regardless. <laughs> oh no, if it's political, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> hey, all great ideas start from, you know, Small engines. Maybe, maybe we could mm. see a Eurovision board gaming contest in the future. That that would be something mm. I would watch. I don't know how mass appeal that is, but <laughs> like Germany would destroy us. Only <laughs> <laughs> like categories. Yeah. In terms of, uh, we've got we've got all these different countries that we've in in Hunger Games. There were like mm. professionals. So like those that came from the uh, the lower numbered. Were literally like oh, they would instantly yeah. like volunteer, as it were. They were career right. tributes prepping their whole lives, and they had the money and the resources to like yeah. get, a, get an edge. Right. So in this, there's like a, a, I googled this 195 <laughs> countries in the world. So there'll be 195 contestants. I'm not sure if that's accurate. That's what Google told me. So please don't. If I've left one out, sorry. I feel like uh, um, <laughs> some countries would have a. Uh, like a sort of an obvious choice as well. So, for example, is it like the Vatican counts as his own state? And would the Pope <laughs> be the person? I want to see the Pope <laughs> yeah. rocking a board game. Like, yeah. I, want to be, I want to be the bishop in Chesney. Be like, no, Pope, that's not how it works. He's <laughs> got a hat for it. Yeah. I mean, why not? I guess it would be with the... How would you... Yeah, how would you pick? If you have a monarchy, then it might be... Uh, they get to choose if it's or or maybe they wish to do it themselves maybe oh my God, then i would be if i didn't get a choice if it goes to like the royals i would be like <laughs> down with the monarchy i want a chance to represent my country in a board game this, tournament especially tournament, round one and you're like i would have done better yeah. than that come on <laughs> but if it's solving world peace then aren't we potentially uplift not uplifting but completely uprooting the existing diplomacies and various other things around the chance to win this game you could literally have countries that are like no 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 our government is entirely dependent on who can play this game very well <laughs> yeah i, I think so and that's where it just changed the world there's ramifications are going too far <laughs> well that's the one part of the question i couldn't quite figure out like if you do it if you have the mm. winner if you play the tournament for the mm. first year there is the winner um what exactly that means for world peace, I couldn't quite mm. get there because it's a big jump in logic, and it 
If you have someone <laughs> rule, like, yeah. are, are, are they ruling the world? What does that really mean? Yeah. I but, think the nicest version of it is to mm. imagine a Bill and Ted scenario where, I don't know if you're familiar with the old like 90s movie Bill and Ted, they make such excellent music that the world just unifies and everyone stops okay. arguing and is excellent mm. to each other. Okay. So I'm feeling like it's that, such a unifying thing that everyone loves watching this stuff so much. It's like um, tribalism ends because uh-huh. everyone is united in this game. This is the game we all watch, we all enjoy, and it just okay. everyone puts aside their differences and are is excellent it, to each other. Is it doesn't like matter who wins. The feeling it's, all that you matters get. is the game, uh-huh. and the, the game is have played. You, have you <laughs> ever been in a situation where you and your friends are trying to pick a game and nobody can even agree on the game that they're playing? No, I feel like it's a huge leap to, to assume we can get world peace out of this. But I like, yeah, but I like the idea. The I game's the already idea. picked. Yeah. I think it, I, I assume what happens is everyone is just. Uh, gets the same feeling of when they've come back from holiday or something that they're just like at peace mm. for a, for a full year and then then it slowly the tensions are building up and then oh we're playing the game time again time to crack out the mm. the game again yeah yeah <laughs> I think the first thing that comes to mind is that which is probably wrong but it's just how my brain works is that this game it can't have a heavy element of predeterminism in it mm-hmm. like mm. it can't be something where People can just affect it because if everyone's trying to win and it's that big a deal, mm-hmm. all the greatest minds of the world are going to be put to this to work mm. out how to solve this game and right. how to be the best and how to win. Mm. So there has to be a fair amount of randomness or it will just get solved and then we'll have to pick a new game and the mm. world will descend into a post-apocalyptic chaos as no one can agree which game <laughs> or, replaces it. following on from that, it could be a game with which you can release new content for every year to sort of mix uh. it up. Oh, balance patches. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the video gamer in you. <laughs> no, but that's I think... actually I was I was thinking that and actually in my head I already kind of have an idea and that was something I was thinking about when I was when I was thinking about because ultimately if this is going to be a yearly tournament, you know, mm-hmm. having something new that people are going to have to sort of react to every year is is going to what is going to be what makes it more interesting because I feel like you know, if they just did the Eurovision every year and they just remixed the same old songs, um, that would be dull. Um, so that, that's why they release new music every year. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that that is certainly factored into mine. Or I will say this, the game that I'm thinking of doesn't have that currently, but it could easily be done. Mm-hmm. So, um, Would you just think of it as a new like um, expansion pack every year? That yeah. New features to the game. Like Arkham Horror, the card game, which seems to release every couple of weeks. <laughs> a new, new pack every couple of weeks. Games. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Uh, like, this is Wingspan, but there's 25 different expansions on, and oh. we fixed that thing from the fourth expansion that <laughs> came in, and... Elizabeth's going to be hard work all year. <laughs> like... <laughs> Instantly, my mind goes to the uh, TV show that we have in, in the UK that's called Takeshi's Castle, um, which is just like a, a, a player elimination, a bit more closely attuned to the, the game Fall, Fall Out Guy, Fall, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Oh God, Fall Out yeah. Guys. Yeah. Or, you know, That's Squid Game, band. but less deadly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do, they actually do have a Squid Game game. Board yeah, game do. now. All right. Squid um, Game, the board game. Yeah, they do. I've not seen that. I, I saw a preview of it. It looked interesting. I, d- I just haven't managed to actually get it to the table yet. Yeah, I think it was there. I think I saw it the same time as you. It was that last year's, um, yeah. They they wouldn't let us know anything about the game, though. Secretive, which kind of, maybe it was thematic. Maybe they were purposely doing it because it's like the TV show. Um, yeah, they did actually have one of those. Um, 
I think what else? Okay. So how about yourself? What kind of board gaming preferences do you have? Mm. What are some of your favorite mechanics or themes or styles that sort of always get your attention? Um, I, I generally gravitate towards medium weight Euro games. I love worker placement. I love engine building. I like progression in games. Um, but I also, I, I like some push your luck in the games too, like, or a, a little bit of randomness or variability and, and specifically push your luck. So like Quacks of Quinlanburg is one of my favorite games because I think you have a lot oh, of agency yeah. over which mm. things you put in your bag and you have agency over how, how fast you're going to pull things out of the bag and what you're going to pull out. But there is also that, mm. that luck element to it. Um, and it has a nice catch-up mechanism, too, I, I think. Mm. Debatably nice. I enjoy it. Um, yeah. 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 Not enough games have a catch-up mechanism. And yeah. if, you, if you're playing, like, a three-hour board game, mm-hmm. it can be disheartening to know that you're you're behind from 30 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be rough ride for the next two hours. It's like, yes. I mean, Blotter Games' whole thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You mess up on turn one, and that's it. You're out of the game. Like, yeah. Which... But you have to continue to play for the next three hours. <laughs> So, yeah, when you talk about deterministic games, there's Food Chain Magnet, which is by Splotter mm-hmm. Games, and that is crazy at the levels at which you can you can crunch numbers on that and work mm. out like the ultimate strategies because there is no no luck. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. are you so in this scenario, you Jamie, are mm. you picking the game or is are you just trying to figure out which game is best? Because that'd be kind of interesting because you do have. You know, um, you do have like vast credibility in this industry, so it's not mm. you know unheard of that you could be recruited to pick the actual game. And the reason I'm asking that is, is because it, are we trying to cater towards your tastes here? Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, for the sake of this question, yes, I guess I'm the one. Yeah, but for for if this were a real life scenario, no, I don't think I'm equipped at all to to handle. Uh, <laughs> who is so, though? Who is if not who someone is, who's yeah. made many, many board games? Reiner Knizia, obviously. Have Maybe to be right. up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be a much better answer than me, I think. Especially since like <laughs> my company and me personally, I'm not known as being someone who is great at asymmetrical balance. Some of our asymmetrical games like Tapestry and Scythe have a few balance issue issues if you know the game really well and so in a tournament like this where the stakes are so high and people are like you said countries are probably trying to master this game if there is any asymmetry i think my reputation precedes me in that case and, and would not work out <laughs> <laughs> so i think yeah reiner would be much better equipped to, to be the selector but today it's me is it yeah is there any games <laughs> that you would sort of say absolutely not like things that you you particularly dislike mm. to play or, or mm. I, no i i would say anything's on the table i i'm willing to hear you all out for for all of your picks i think i think um even the tournament structure like i was imagining this as an elimination tournament but it wouldn't even necessarily mm. have to be it could be everyone plays a set number of games more of a round robin type thing and so mm. um it ends up yeah. being like the Premier League or something like that, uh, where yeah. you've just got 185 people in a, in a chart, and it's, it's just all year round, constantly, <laughs> until yeah. someone bubbles up to the top. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I can't believe God. I brought football into this as well. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, every week, and then until the end of time, and then at the end of the year, it's, you know, the ch- champion is crowned, and then we start again. Right. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, the, the weather's this. bad. We can't do this week. You're like, but it's indoors. <laughs> You're direct quoting from one of my favorite um, Mitchell and Webb uh, sketches, like the <laughs> yeah. British comedy duo that do a really good like like um, spoof of football and why it's just like a constant 
Like, yeah, doesn't really great, matter man. at the end of the day because it's just, <laughs> you're the winner this year, but it doesn't even matter from like a couple of months later. Uh, um, just more football. Yeah. <laughs> All day, every day, constantly for the end of time. That is such a great sketch that I highly recommend checking out. Um, I'm definitely happy with my pick. I am, I'm ready to go if, if anyone else is, but... Ben, <laughs> yeah, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm gonna have it. I'm looking for inspiration on the shelf. <laughs> I have an interesting oh. one. It might be good. So I'm, I'm thinking to an extent. Mm-hmm. It might be that one year we try one game, and then it might, might be a different game, or uh, as you've already talked about, expansions or or DLCs essentially that come in, and we can always uh, adjust as we try and get closer and closer to world peace. So. I'll, I'll, I think mine will be very interesting for one year's worth of uh, <laughs> of competition. Right. We'll see the inaugural, the yeah, inaugural exactly. championship. We'll see how the rest of it goes. Um, Should we go with it? Yeah, it okay. could even be like the winner of the previous year chooses the game for the next year, the, the country that won. But yeah, Ooh. I'm I'm very oh, curious to hear your picks. That would be a you're huge appealing to a, the gamer in me when you say uh. things like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to jump in and, and make your pitches? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so um, thinking like tournament, tournament friendly, um, and there is actually a game which is I like to call it a, like um, a team management game, and it's called Challengers. It came out last year. Um, it's a head-to-head game um, with um, sort of like a set. It's hard to describe. The game is like the team management game because ultimately each round you're going to be drafting some cards. And you're going to be adding these cards, which have just a number and sometimes an effect and also like a type. So, for example, that might be a city card or a ghost card or like a like a silly card. And you're going to be drafting these people into your team. And every round you're going to be facing off against one other opponent. Now, the cool thing about this game is it does allow for two to eight players, but it generally works best in sort of even pairing. So you could be like two, four, six, eight people. Um, and you're going to be pairing off. And all the way the way the game works is you're going to reveal the first card. The first player is going to reveal a card. It'll have a number on it. Let's say two. The next player is going to re- keep revealing cards from their deck until they've equaled your total um, or or beat it. 
And then their cards kind of like shuffle together. And now the top card on there is the one that the opponent's now trying to beat by revealing cards from their deck. Um, and you keep going until either you filled up all of the spaces on your bench, um, which you'll do after you have to like get rid of cards because you've been beaten. You have to find spaces for them on the bench. And um, there's only limited space and only like exactly the same cards can share the same space. And so you'll keep going until either that happens or a player is um, run out of cards in their deck. Um, what's cool uh, about this game that's kind of different to other sort of games is the game isn't itself the, the playing of the cards because that kind of almost happens automatically. Some of the effects might let you have a choice in the game, like um, choose to discard something or whatever. But the game is about the team management. It's who you keep. And after you've finished a round, you can get rid of any cards in your deck. You can get rid of all, all cards but one, which is a silly idea, but <laughs> you can do that. So it's really about the sort of like who you keep and who you who you recruit. And the game cards can get stronger as the game goes on because you've got like an A-level uh, deck of cards and then a B and then a C. And the C ones tend to have higher values and bigger powers. But is it too late to draft them in because that will take up a whole space on your bench? Um, so you really got to find the synergy between it. And as I mentioned earlier on, the idea of having um, like decks that you could bring out every year, like, oh, suddenly we've got a new set in that we bring in just for this year, mm -hmm. or maybe cards that sit in the current uh, set. Um, and it's got a really bright, colorful vibe. It takes place over like seven rounds. And I think it's really got that tournament vibe. It's the only game I've seen that comes close to having like a head-to-head -head tournament vibe to it. So when this suggestion came up, I was like, this scenario came up. I was like, "This is the perfect one." So that's my that's my pitch. Challenges by Zedman Games. Mm, sounds really good. What was that called again? Challenges. Yeah, I was looking at it on Board Game View while you were talking about it, and and uh, yeah, it. it I, I kind of I really want to play this game now that you've mentioned it, and I can see it being a great fit for this <laughs> tournament. Got my fingers crossed. <laughs> wow. Okay. Strong start. Um, mm. Okay. I guess I will go next. Uh, I, I kind of went a slightly different way. I was thinking, evidently, if we're going to have some form of maybe knockout tournament, uh, there's lots of people going on, something that's a bit spectatory. Um, I would like to pitch Kabuto Sumo. Ooh. So Kabuto Sumo is a game where um, it's like all, all takes place on the, a tree trunk, essentially, and you've got uh, different solid wood pieces, and they all kind of... Uh, are set upon this trunk and the idea is you're trying to uh, on your turn slide a piece onto the trunk that's a bit like a coin coin pushing machine mm -hmm. essentially and you're trying to knock some of these pieces out and the idea is that you've got your little bugs that are on there or your little bug and they have a bug and you're trying to slowly push it over <laughs> in and, and, and eliminate them from the tree trunk so it's a bit like sumo wrestling mm -hmm. mixed with a coin pushing game which sounds very strange but it really really works it's delightful to watch so it's a great spectator sport um it's not it's not fast paced depending on how strategic you wish to be you've got you know analyze those those physics going on um and some of those bugs also have some signature moves so there's lots of opportunities to uh change things up depending on uh which bugs you go with maybe one person will get known for like a particular signature move we've got advanced levels on that um <laughs> And you can also do more multiple people, so you can you can do it as a as a duel one v one, or you can go up to sort of four players, as it were. Um, it's really you bring out really bugs colorful. every year as well. 
So you could bring out new bugs every year. Exactly. As well. Infinitely DLC, but expansionable. <laughs> so um, have you heard of that one before? Yeah, I had this game on my shelf. Yeah, I, I've played it a couple of times. Oh, wow. And it's, it's oh, okay. very interesting that it, it's, it's like the slowest dexterity game that you'll ever play because you're so slowly <laughs> pushing the tokens out and watching your plan unfold or, or, or unravel either way. And it's yeah. an interesting pick here because I'm sure that you could improve your skills at this game, but there is still mm-hmm. like any dexterity game. I think in the moment, anything can happen. And it, there's a fairly level mm. playing field, I think, for Kabuto Sumo. Yeah. Imagine with that amount of tension as well, mm-hmm. yeah. like you'd have to be a cool cupcake. Yeah. That's obviously the, the way in which they say <laughs> it, to, to be able to play exactly as you intended. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It's very entertaining to watch, too. I, I had, I've, I've played it or watched it played it when, and it's fun to watch. Yeah. Excellent. Great picks. Um, ben, how are you, how are you okay. doing? Yeah, I'm going to go with a game I played recently um, that you might have heard of. It's an unusual pick, but let me explain. <laughs> so it's the War of the Ring card game uh, by Ares Games, which is uh, based on Lord of the Rings. And it's either a two-player or a 2v2 team game. Mm-hmm. And it's done entirely with cards. It takes about an hour and a half to two hours. And... The interesting mechanic about it is it's um, it's a deck deconstructing game. You start with your whole deck, either the good guys or the bad guys, and if you're in teams, they're both split. So you know, one's one of the bad guys would be the forces of Mordor and Sauron, and the other one will be Saruman and Isengard. So they've got to work together, or if you're playing on your own, use them all together. And every time you play cards, you have to you don't have to pay any resources. You have to use your cards up to play other cards. And often you, you're you forced to not only discard a card, but you're forced to remove a card from your deck in order to achieve something. So every time you're playing a card, you're also deciding what, which cards do I want to come back later into my discard pile and which cards am I going to remove from the game to get this done? Um, and obviously different cards are good at different times of the game. So you might find yourself that you've got a whole bunch of cards that you want late in the game. You've got them early, so you want to chuck those away and get them back later. But for the really powerful effects, you have to permanently remove cards, which is a really tough decision to make mm. because something's got to go and it's all good um, at different times. And I, the main reason I'm suggesting it is not only is it a refreshing take on the deck building genre where you, you're building up your deck this time, your deck's getting thinner and thinner. Every time you're shuffling it, you've got less cards in it. So you're getting the same cards again and again as you get to the very end. And you really feel like you're running out of fuel and you're really starting to like mm-hmm. regret or be happy with some of the decisions you made earlier in the game where you're like, oh, thank God I didn't <laughs> burn this card and I'm just getting it every two turns because it's what I need right now. Um, but also, I want to live in the world where... Lord of the Rings has saved humanity and people in the millions are chanting at their screens going, no, don't play the Gandalf now. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, everyone cheering when the ring Frodo, gets thrown into Mount Frodo, Doom. Frodo, Frodo, Frodo. Exactly, exactly. What a, what a beautiful utopian future we could create. In, in an equally silly stakes, my game has like a giant rubber duck in it. Like the idea of rubber duck, rubber duck. <laughs> Do you imagine this being played head to head in the tournament or team, the team version or the partner version? Um, I think it's actually, I've only played it head to head. I played it in the mm-hmm. two player version, but after, I can imagine that the team version is better. It's clearly designed for that team thing where you're meant to be like helping your ally out. Certain cards mm-hmm. are particularly useful for you, but I can see why they would be useful in a, in a team game. Um, so that feels like the optimal way to play it. And then you could have, um, you could even get countries to team up. You know, you could have like a, um, 
uh, like a seeding system where the mm. winner of last year gets teamed up with the loser of the last ah. year. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You can mix it up and like try out some uh, some different strategies and see who can carry who over the finish line. Like Sam and Frodo. Like Sam carrying Frodo on his back as he marches <laughs> well, up. That's... The ruins of Mordor. We have our hero <laughs> dragging up their uh, their ball and chain. And that is a game that's themed around war, which is one of the the problems that the game would be trying to solve. So, which I like that it's just instead of exactly we get fighting, all of our negative yeah. evil out of us exactly but through the simulation, right. Wow! As you destroy cards, you're like purging them out of the out of humanity. Oh, you could for dramatic effect. You could literally like rip the card up when you're removing oh. it from the game, couldn't you? Because yeah. like you know that looks better on camera. Uh-huh. Maybe even have like a you know you burn them or you put them through a shredder or something like that. You no takes backs. I can really imagine that the the production quality of these shows would just go through the roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see it when we get million dollar board game shows. Like think of the possibilities. All the razzmatazz you could add, all the overlays and graphics and everything. It'd be amazing. Mm. Those are three uh, amazing picks. Yeah. Go ahead, Richard. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just wondering. Uh, have you got any final questions? Any thoughts on those? Uh, how are you feeling on them? Well. I'll say this. So at the moment, I'm giving the edge to War of the Ring. Um, be- uh, and not even for the reason that Ben mentioned. I think Ben mentioned some great reasons. But the, the partner team element of it, I think, is really interesting for a format like this. Because you are kind of forcing mm. countries to cooperate who normally may not cooperate to partner up temporarily mm. and try to win the game. Which I think is a great thing for people to do if they aren't getting along. Um, so I'm curious for, for Russ and Richard, do you think your games have... I know that they aren't partnership games, but do you think they have elements of like temporary alliances in those games? I think, yeah, I'll let you, you th- say if you think it does or challenges. not. Challenges. I don't what know do challenges at all. I, I've only played Kabuto Sumo. So it's so it so obviously the game is like purely competitive. You're building up your team. Um, you're building up your team to 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 beat the others. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have the the same. Um, thing as as Ben's, um, but what is cool about it is that um, you, there's nothing to stop you from doing that, but just teaming up and building up your team together. Mm. Um, in fact, that could be one of the ways to sort of like narrow it down, is you could bring all of the countries together and have them work together, several people at a time on a team, and then if your team wins, then you have to like you know split uh-huh. them up, and now you're facing against facing off against the people that you've just been helping the round before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there's no direct oh, just like the Hunger each Games. Other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you team up, and then at the end, it just comes down to the the civil war between the teams. Uh, Only one can survive here. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to like have the, as I said earlier on, like have the the breadth of you know background and experience that each person can bring, and how that will how they'll interpret the same things because um, everyone has access to you know the same cards mm. in that in that drafting system. Um, how how do you decide when it's time to like recruit somebody? And how do you decide when to let somebody go from your team? Um, it's just a nice like, and it's also really easy, very like quick as well. So it's not dragging out for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the game. Um, and so Kabuto Sumo is is set up for four people. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only can it be sort of the one v one, it can be two v two. It could be. F- 1v1v1v1 1v1 1v1, <laughs> each independently and I guess it makes sense I think it gets very strategic right mm-hmm. if you if you did a situation where they're all against each other I think you'd find this kind of 
flux of alliances forming throughout it being like oh well they've got the points last week in last premier's premier league's match well what we're going to have to do is make sure we're going to oust them this week uh-huh. so it's going to be like a and then you can include some team games and some solo games i suppose like 1v1s so in terms of like the actual game Caputo Sumo can absolutely take it i don't maybe maybe not quite in the the same setup that lord of the rings has that sounds like it is built to bounce off each other but within reason like just physics physics uh-huh. can do anything you want <laughs> physics bounce they can bounce off each other all day long. Ben, yeah ben's <laughs> game does right. have asymmetry though it, it's an asymmetrical game that's true <laughs> yeah Okay, well, did you have any other clarifications or would you like to make a pick? You guys have made it really hard because all three of these, I think, would be fun to watch. Um, I think they involve interesting decisions throughout the game, and I think they work for the format that I pitched of, of, a, of a grand tournament um, in different ways, too. Uh, the, there's the Kabuto Sumo's dexterity element, I think, makes it... You can train for it, for sure, but I think there there's an element of that's out of your control when you actually play due to the circulating nature of the, the tokens and the weird shapes of the tokens. Um, Russ's game, Challengers, like I said, I haven't played it, but it fits the theme of the tournament perfectly. Uh, and I, I like the idea that you, you could feasibly play in partners or teams if you, if you wanted to. I think the game would easily translate to that. And then, Ben, you picked an IP that's known around the world. I think people already know it. It would be it's fun to root for these characters. Um, and it has the, the partnership element. And maybe the grand finale could just be a head be head one v one for the, the final matchup. Uh, yeah, you guys have truly made it hard to pick this. Is there any before I maybe I pick my guess? Are any of you swayed by any of your, the other um, recommendations? Here where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try our challenges. I'd never heard okay. of that. I, it uh-huh. sounds cool. I want to give it a go. Same here. I, I'm. I've never actually. Uh, I keep hating having to admit this, but I'm kind of proud of it. The fact that I've actually not watched Lord of the Rings. Wow. So sounds like that's um, a conscious choice you're making there. <laughs> well, the more people try and try and make me watch it <laughs> the less likely i am oh. to do it but no I, I i do like obviously war of the ring the the game i presumably you know gave birth to this uh card mm. version um has you know kind of a lot of um credibility in it's like one of the best rated games and people keep mentioning it to me so yeah I've, i'd like to try certainly like to try um uh, ben's game and richard's as well because i do like a quirky dexterity game as well i think it's one of those things that without playing anything immediately we're not we're not going to be able to we, we just kind of have to go on best guesses at the moment and mm. then i think we've just got a bunch of games that we're going to go off and play in the next couple of weeks yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, and f- the one final sticking point is the t- the length of the game and so i'm i'm for the mm. sake of it i'm going to ignore that as a factor because you know we sit around and watch a football match for two hours and we're perfectly happy doing that i mm. don't know if i'd want to watch a board game be played for two hours and not actually be playing myself mm. but i'll leave that aside because I, I sports you know we will sit for hours and watch sports um so i'm gonna let a personal preference element decide this because you all picked amazing picks um amazing games what you don't know is that I traveled to New Zealand in 2019 specifically to do Lord of the Rings <laughs> stuff because I love Lord of the Rings. Oh, no. I went to Hobbiton, I went to many of the filming locations, and I love the idea of the world embracing something like that and cheering for Frodo and whatnot. So, Ben, I'm going to give the edge to you today and go with Lord of the Ring, the card hey. game. 
Well done, Ben. Amazing. Well done. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. I think it was, it was a worthy pick, for sure. Yeah. I'm... Be called Peace of the Ring. Of, yeah. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> That's this specific tournament version only, in premium sleeves. Right. Only one you can get. <laughs> No, excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jamie. Um, it's been a delight to have you. Um, where can people find you? What exciting things have you got on? Uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the question seriously. I think that made the, the conversation all the more fun. Um, I, I I can be found on Stonemaier Games. All my stuff is on StoneMeyerGames.com if you want to follow me on Instagram or follow my uh, game design YouTube channel. And our latest product is, or will be, Expeditions. We're currently finishing up production, and it will start to ship to pre-order customers in July. Which isn't far away, just two months now. So, yeah, we're coming up on that very soon. So, no pressure on that. <laughs> no pressure at all. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, for coming on. Um, ben, Ben, what, mm. where can people find our podcast? So, if you've been enjoying this, please make sure you um, subscribe on the YouTube channel or you sign up to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. It really helps other people find the podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.